What's up, baddies, and welcome back to another episode of the Power Plays podcast. I'm so excited to announce something that this is going to be my first time actually announcing, and it is a 30-day challenge, specifically the 30 Days of Thriving Challenge that I'll be kicking off here and specifically on TikTok. Now, before I get into all the details about the challenge, this is not your average 30-day challenge. A lot of us hear that phrase and we think about all of like the fitness stuff, the wellness stuff. I've even like done a lot of them and I did one back last year where it was like focused on steps and working out a certain amount of times a week. Those are great. Don't get me wrong. It's not at all what we're focusing on with this 30 Days of Thriving Challenge. So without further ado, this challenge only has one rule. It is one rule. And this rule is to get ready every single day. That's it. And my intention here is not to make the challenge difficult as far as the things that need to be done every day. I know we see a lot, like I did 75 hard a couple years ago and even just getting through a day could be a little difficult when you're doing two workouts a day, let alone 75 days, right? I don't want the daily challenge to be challenging but what i want to challenge you is the consistency i don't know about you but there are very few things that i do every single day like i do make the bed every day but that's about it like i breathe and i drink water and i eat and that's really about it but i wanted to to start this challenge because i know firsthand the difference in my confidence on days where i am intentional about what i wear and how i look and on the days where life just gets ahead of me and I don't really like change out of the first thing I threw on in the morning. It is literally night and day. And I want to tell you all, you know, a story about what this means to me. But and I'm sure you, you guys can relate to this as well. But before COVID, I was in business school and I have main character energy sometimes when I'm in school where I just like to look cute. I don't like, even if I don't have like, at the time I was single, like I didn't have crushes on anyone necessarily, but I just like to show up to class and be that girl and be cute, you know, be intentional about my outfits. My style is very laid back, jeans and a cute t-shirt, hoop earrings, you know, sneakers or vans, but still like it's obvious that I took time to be intentional about what I wore, whether I had makeup on or did my hair or not. And I just felt more confident. And when you feel more confident, you are more open to speaking up in class. When you feel more confident, you're more open to hanging out with people and networking after class or just putting yourself out there on social media. Like when my, even today, when my makeup is done or I look cute, I'm so much more active on social media and just putting myself out there in general for the things that I want out of life. Whereas sometimes when I don't feel good, and it's not even like I don't think I look cute, it's just I literally don't feel good because I wasn't intentional about feeling good that day, I just play small. I don't go out and do things. I'm a lot more lazy. I tend to waste a lot more time. And so anyway, back to the COVID story, I was just in the habit of getting ready every day. Like you are not gonna catch me slipping. I was not about to show up to class looking like I just woke up. Then COVID hit. Now COVID hit right around the same time Ahmed and I started talking. And so two interesting thing ha things happened. Obviously, the first thing being that, like, who was I getting cute for? But the second thing is, like, typically, 
when you start talking to someone, you're going out with them, you're seeing them more often. And so I would I would technically have wanted to look cute, right? But I think COVID just made everything so lazy and like demotivated that during Ahmed and my honeymoon phase, we got like way too comfortable with each other, honestly, to the point where I feel like he literally saw like the least cute side of me. So at that point, it's like, if he likes me like this, <laughs> but I mean, whatever, I'm, I'm just kidding. Obviously, like they should love you regardless. But and it was cute that I didn't feel this pressure to be like super, you know, super dolled up for him. But I think a lot of us don't realize that COVID wasn't like a cute little two month thing. Like we are barely getting out of COVID right now. Our habits from that over a year of us like on and off having to be in quarantine, we still have a lot of the same habits that we developed during that time. And for me, it was totally the habit of just waking up, throwing something comfortable on. Like my priority was simply comfort. It wasn't anything else. And just staying in that same thing all day where you proceed to do everything that you do all in one place. Like you get, you go to work on your computer at home, you make food in your kitchen at home, you FaceTime your friends, you sit on the same couch, you watch TV, like everything was happening within the same four walls. And I don't know, it just, man, like it just messed with my confidence during that time because getting ready was such a way of, that I expressed myself in the past and I felt like that was taken away from me. Fast forward, I turned 30. This was last year, I'm turning 31 in October and I'm really excited. Before I turned 30, I started feeling like I wanted to start just feeling more sophisticated. I don't know what it was, but in my mind, I'm like, I'm about to be 30. I wanna feel more sophisticated. I wanna feel more refined. So I went out and um, on a shopping spree, basically, and anyone in my family who wanted to buy me something for my birthday, I'm like, you could just contribute to this little shopping spree so that I can really like be intentional about my wardrobe. I started buying things that were better quality instead of just getting fast fashion. I decluttered my closet, as I always do, from things that weren't making me feel good, gave a lot of stuff away. And so I went shopping with the intention like super high standards the same way I was dating honestly and we'll get into that soon but I'm like if I'm not obsessed with this thing I don't want to buy it I'm not settling like even if I'm I went like two years without jeans that I liked because I'm like I'm not buying jeans until I find the pair that makes me feel really good and yes it was kind of annoying to not have things to wear but at the same time everything I was wearing after that period were things that I felt pretty good in for the most part so once I started doing that, it was so much easier for me to get ready every day because I had readily available a lot of outfits that were mix and match type outfits, kind of like a capsule wardrobe that all made me feel really good. And something crazy dawned on me. And I wonder if you can resonate with this, but I don't want to get too much into this because this can be a whole other podcast episode. I have struggled through body image issues since before I even like had a developed body like I joke about it because it's like my issues were never really with my body as much as I thought they were but it was just me not feeling like I deserved to feel good about myself and I remember like looking back on pictures from when I was a kid and being like girl you literally were a stick figure 
Like, what business did you have being insecure? Not to say that, like, it's always about being overweight. Like, some people have body image issues and want to gain weight. But I wanted to lose weight. And I was literally, like, skin and bones. And I look back on those pictures and I get kind of sad because I'm like, what was it in my environment that was convincing me at, like, 100 pounds in, like, prepubescent ages that I needed to lose weight? And... Anyway, I'm trying to remember like what my main point was with that. What was I saying? (laughs) Body image issues. It was never really my body. It was always something like in my head. Oh, I didn't feel like I deserved to feel good. That's what I've been realizing lately. And the reason it had taken me so long to go out and buy things that made me feel good and to really prioritize like feeling good is because I was like in a self-rejection period for most of my 20s where I was more fixated on fitting into a certain size than actually feeling good to what I feeling good inside or in what I whatever I was trying to fit into. So what I mean by that is like if I was trying on two pairs of jeans, one was a size 8 and one was a size 10 and the size 10 happened to fit me better, I would buy the size 8 because number 1 I would always say the thing of like, well, I'm going to lose weight, so I'll fit into it. And then somewhere subconsciously, the second reason is like, I'm not going to support my body size right now. And if I buy a size 10, then that means I'm okay with being this size. So I'd rather reject the size that I'm at by forcing myself to fit into something that truly doesn't feel good or even look good on me. And that's what I did for the majority of my 20s. And outside of this just being extremely freaking uncomfortable and impractical, if you just think about the like implications of forcing yourself into something that literally is suffocating you, inherently it's like a self-punishing thing. And that's when it really, really dawned on me that like I have robbed myself of years and years of actually feeling good in my own body. Of course, this thing is not going to respond to me the way that I want it to because I'm abusing it. Like, I'm truly abusing my body. You don't have to have an eating disorder to abuse your body, you know? You don't have to go to the extremes that we see on TV or maybe even things that people who are listening have experienced to be abusive towards your body. You, You don't have to physically hurt yourself for you to be emotionally abusing your body and it took me until like 30 years old to realize that and I'm really 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 hoping I can help you realize that years earlier than I did so that's really why this challenge is so important to me it's not about getting somewhere that you aren't at today by the end of that 30 days a lot of these challenges are cool and everything but they're so centered on being someone who you're not They're so centered on achieving a certain look that you don't currently have. This 30-day challenge is really just focused on feeling good every single day. Like, you will be just as good at this on day one as you will be on day 30. You'll feel more proud of yourself on day 30 because you've done it for 30 days, but you won't, like, maybe you'll get better at picking out outfits. I don't know. But the point is that, like, this is so focused on just allowing yourself to feel your best for 30 days straight and my hypothesis is that by the end of this 30 days your confidence will have transformed because you will be in a state 
of having felt your best or felt feeling a lot better than you normally would for an entire month. And then my other like unintended consequence, hopefully, is that it makes it so much more simple and doable for us to want to get ready every day after that. Like, it's just such a simple, beautiful thing that we can do for ourselves. And I want to get into some of the details before I respond to one of your real talk requests. Um, by getting ready, one of the first rules, and if you want more details, please follow me on TikTok at Arab and Thriving, because that's where I'm going to be going over everything and like helping you prep for this if you want to be part of it. But I want you to realize that getting ready doesn't mean like getting dolled up. It doesn't mean putting a whole face of makeup on if that's not what you want. I want you to think about um, what is your bare minimum. And what I mean by that is like there are some days I know where I only have 10 minutes. I, I feel like everyone has at least 10 minutes, but there are those rare days where I just like either I mismanaged my time or a lot of things came up in my life. And I only have 10 minutes. And so I want you to think about what your bare minimum standard is for getting ready. For me, it's going to be like putting together an outfit or having an outfit pre-put together, because that's what I'm going to do, um, that is intentional. Even if it's like a sweat outfit that matches and looks cute from like Aritzia or like Zara or wherever, like the sweat outfit is going to be cute and the sneakers that match it are going to be cute and I'm going to do something with my hair even if it's just a one minute style of me slicking it back and putting it in a braid. That's my bare minimum. What I'll do with my face at bare minimum that will make me feel good is um, do like my little eyebrow routine. So just like comb them up and then maybe fill, fill them in a tiny bit just to make them look a little fuller. Um, put a little bit of mascara on. And then if I have any like really obvious blemishes or discoloration, I'll put some cover up on it. I don't want to tell myself that I'm going to wear makeup every day. I probably will end up wearing makeup at least like a light look 85% of the time. But I do like to give my face a break. And I do find that as long as I've covered up anything that's like super obvious and put a little lip gloss on or something, I feel really, really good. It's basically like, I don't feel as great as I feel when I have a full face on, but I feel good in a different way. Like I feel fresh. So for you, maybe there's nothing that you want to put on your face on your bare minimum days. Maybe it's just a skincare, like a really minimalistic skincare routine and you want to comb your hair and put it up in a messy cute bun. Like that takes five minutes, I'm assuming. And then the other five minutes is just putting your outfit on. I want this to be very, very, very realistic. And then on the days where you go all out and get ready for a half hour or an hour, that's great. Like by all means, you will definitely feel inspired to have those days. But when you cannot do that, because we cannot do that every day, sometimes we don't have 30 minutes, you cannot... Okay, you cannot just roll out of bed, throw something on and not be intentional and expect this to work for you. So on some of those days, it will feel like a challenge. That's what that's when you'll know you're doing something you otherwise wouldn't do. And that's when the real benefits of a challenge like this are going to be gleaned. So once again, if you are interested in doing this, definitely, definitely watch um, my TikTok video that I'll be posting today. I'll be making a whole playlist about this. And then once we start on September 1st, I'll be posting every single day about my progress in this challenge and maybe like outfit of the days and stuff like that. 
I'm really, 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 really excited for this. And I hope you are excited too. So I do want to read, let me just drink water. My throat is like feeling dry right now. Okay, so I'm going to read a Real Talk submission that came through. This one is anonymous, and I've already kind of given some of the advice in the newsletter this week, but I want to elaborate on some of it. Real Talk, Rima. For the past few years, I've been so intentional about my healing journey. I've been really proud and loving of myself and the woman I've become, which has manifested in many ways for me, especially in my dating life. My standards feel so high right now, and I'm not willing to compromise on them. I can spot red flags easily and have no problem avoiding them at all costs. My problem is, when I do meet a guy that meets my standards, I cling on to him and the idea of him, because it honestly feels like I can go a whole year without meeting a good guy. I end up getting delusional over the rare good guy and can't find myself getting over it. Why does it still feel like I'm doing something wrong? Okay, thank you so much for that submission. This is so, so real and so relatable. And I just want to reassure you of a couple. So there's like great news and then there's like eh, eh, kind of average news. So the great news is that you are at a place where you really start to understand how worthy you are. You really start to understand, you've, you've really started to understand that you deserve a high quality partner. And that's amazing, right? Now, the not so great news is that while you might believe that on a rational level, there's still something spiritually that's misaligned right now. And the reason I say that is because when your mind believes that you're like this amazing prize, but you still are saying things like, I feel like I need to cling on to this person or I only meet one good guy a year and like it feels so rare spiritually or even emotionally you kind of are, are operating from like a lack mindset and you're operating from a place where you need to kind of chase and control the situation and I just want to make one thing clear to you is that anytime you are feeling like you need to cling or control or have some sort of like, and I don't mean this in a messed up way at all, like I've totally been here, but there's like a desperate energy, not about like your entire dating life at all, but about this situation. There's some desperation around wanting this thing to work out. Just know that if you're feeling that, it's one of two things. Number one, he's not the right one. That's one option, very likely option. The other option is that the timing is just off. So in either case, don't pass go, don't pass to don't collect $200. Like this is not it right now. And I know that sucks to hear especially if you feel, still feel like you're clinging and especially if you feel like the next good guy won't come around for another year. I want to address those beliefs though because I know for me, things really, really started changing when I started investigating my kind of like thoughts about men. I used to be the girl that would say stuff like, men are trash, all men suck, all men are like this, I'm never going to find someone who acts like this, blah, 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 blah. And indirectly, when you say stuff like that, you start searching for evidence that it's true. So instead of focusing on the fact that literally every man 
like all my dad, my dad's siblings, my brothers are all faithful, loyal, loving men. Like maybe they wouldn't have been the guy that I wanted, but needless to say, like they're great men. I wasn't, I, I wasn't raised around or by any trash men. So if we just take the men that raised me as a sample, men were not tra- like, that's not real for me. Now that might be real for you. Like, I don't, I'm not going to make any assumptions, but I would just challenge you to start being delusional in a different way where you just tell yourself there are so many amazing men out there and just see what happens. Like low key, just try that for like a week and see if you start looking at things a little differently. And if that feels like way too unbelievable for you, then just say like, I'm open Something Say something a little less delusional if that feels weird for you. Like, I'm open to changing my opinion about men or I'm open to being surprised or I'm open to, like, I'm, I'm open to the idea that there are great men out there and just see if you're, it's not like great men will just suddenly appear. It, it's really about the way that you are going to look at things. It's really about the perspective that you take on And therefore, certain interactions will be a lot more prevalent and relevant to you. And that will change the way that you show up because your beliefs are changing. So that's definitely one thing I want you to try out. Another thing I want you to think about is this whole idea of like, it takes a whole year for another good one to come around. Or let me read exactly what you said. You said... Um, it honestly feels like I can go a whole year without meeting a good guy. Two things I want to address there. First is the most simple. I'm assuming you believe in monogamy, which means you only need one. So even if you only meet one great, amazing guy who meets all of your standards and checks all of your boxes, even if you only meet one every year, that's like more than enough because you just need one of them to work out. That's it. So I don't actually think that that's what's going to happen. I think if you start working on your opinions about men, like just being a little bit open, my guess is that you'll meet a lot more than just one because you'll be a lot more open to meeting those people. But even if it were that, that worst case scenario of just meeting one good guy every year, that's more than enough for you to find the right one. That's just speaking mathematically. That's not even like factoring god into the equation because as we know god doesn't work in like the logic that we that we use as humans like god can make something happen immediately and so part of that first thing that i mentioned about having that faith is also having faith that like god can move mountains for you in a millisecond the more important point i want to make about that the whole idea of waiting an entire year is that it shouldn't feel like you're waiting And if it does feel like you're playing this like depressing, boring waiting game, I think the phrase that I used in the newsletter is like, you're just waiting in this really sterile, boring waiting room, hoping that like Dr. McDreamy is just going to call your name. There might also be this like underlying fear that your name is never going to get called. And that might be what's making you cling on to people that you you know are, are probably not the right one. But the trick is to start loving your alone time, loving your time with yourself, cherishing your time with yourself so much that it doesn't feel like you're in this boring waiting room because you're not. 
Like, if anything, he's in a waiting room waiting for you. Like, why, why do, do you ever notice that guys don't act like that? Like, so many great men that I know who are prizes and high quality men in their own right, who, yes, they want a girl, they want a great relationship, but they're like living their best life until they meet the person. They're open to it. And when she comes along, for sure, they're going to invest in it and, you know, be committed to it. But they're not like clinging, most of them, the ones that I know, they're not clinging to the idea of it. And they also enjoy their time with themselves, with their friends, whatever it is. And I just want you to channel some of that. Like if you truly, truly, truly get to a place where you believe you're the prize, and I really think you're there, you should also believe that your time and space are prize, are prize possessions. And they're not things that you should just feel willing to share with anyone. And if you can get to a place where you love being alone, and I know because I know you, I know that you do spend a lot of time alone. There's a difference between being like just spending time alone because you have to and you live alone or whatever it is and intentionally spending time alone. And that's why one of my recommendations is to be in, like take yourself out on a date at least once a week and be intentional about it being your alone time. Nothing was the same for me after I learned how to do that. Nothing. Like my life transformed so much and I truly believe that learning to love that time and cherish it was what attracted Ahmed into my life. And from there it moved very quickly, I'm not going to lie. Like I was not pressed I was not trying to find a husband. I was like open to it. And I was open to the idea that there are great men out there. But I was like so in love with my time by myself and my like this world that I was discovering in my own brain. And then when he came into the picture, it was like, I didn't feel like I needed to cling on to anything because what I had was so great. I wasn't trying to escape anything. I was just wondering if this person can complement what I already had going on. So I feel like I've given you a lot to think about. The last closing thought with this is if you found out right this moment that it would take another let's say three years or five years even, before you met the one. But that when you meet him, he will be everything that you've ever dreamt about and even more, like 10 times your wildest dreams. Would he be worth waiting those three to five years? If your answer is no, by the way, because in this case, there is a right answer. <laughs> if your answer is no, I need you to really evaluate where your scarcity mindset is coming from. I know if you're Arab as well, like a lot of our culture really stresses the age that you find someone or our biological clock, you know. I want you to, like if the answer is that he won't be worth it, just understand that you are probably going to settle for someone that you're less happy with. Okay, I just wanted to address that because I don't want to just ignore people who are responding no but like there are consequences to not being willing to not being willing to like keep your standards where they are or feeling like your standards are the problem because they're not I'm not saying it's going to take three to five years I'm just saying if your answer is yes I just want you to like reflect on 
the fact that you probably just like right now your anxiety is just either coming from a, a fear and a lack of faith and or loneliness like if you really believe in your standards and you are willing to wait until you find the right one if that weight is feeling agonizing it's either because you are lacking some faith in trusting the process or trusting god or trusting the universe and or you are feeling really lonely and you're just not enjoying your time alone and that's why i've made the recommendations that i've made is because even tackling one of those things is just going to transform the way that you look at this process and when you transform your energy which is basically like the whole premise around my 30-day challenge when you transform your energy you become such a magnet to things that also have that energy so if your energy is this loving like you love your alone time you're excited about life you love yourself you are going to be an energetic match to somebody who is going to complement your life in a way that someone who you've attracted from like a lower place is not going to like is not going to be that energetic match if you're coming from a place of lack and fear and scarcity mindset you're just going to attract people that are kind of like f boys who are never going to give you enough you're it's like when you operate from a place of lack you attract people who make you feel like you're still lacking things. When you operate, not to be cliche, but when you operate from a place of love and abundance, you're going to attract people that like reinforce that energy and that mentality. I really, 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 really like want you to think about that. I, I, the last, 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 last thing I'll say is I watched this girl's TikTok one time and it was so simple and straightforward and she was like, your results are telling the truth about you. And I'm like, damn, like you didn't have to hit me that hard. Like, why would you say that? And I thought about it and I'm like, dang, like I do believe that too. Like whatever's happening in my external reality that I don't like is literally just a mirror to the beliefs that I have and what I'm thinking and what I'm attracting. And a lot of people get really pissed off when you say that because it doesn't feel good to know that the thing that is torturing us in our day-to-day -day lives is actually like our fault <laughs> or our responsibility rather. But that's like really, really, really what I want to leave you with. So thank you so, so much for listening. Once again, if you are going to join us on this 30 Days of Thriving Challenge, we are starting on September 1st. I will be posting a bunch of videos just kind of in the lead up, getting us excited about it, helping us prepare for it if you're into that stuff. Um, and throughout the challenge, I'll also be posting a bunch of content. I'm very excited for us to just like transform our energy and operate from a really, really like confident, like high energy type place. I love you so much and I will see you on the next one.